Welcome. You're listening to the Bible Marathon Project, your one-stop class for learning Bible interpretation, defending your faith, using spiritual gifts, and building consistency in your devotion with God. We hope these sessions are a blessing to you as they have been to us. And without further ado, we say welcome to Vulnerability Sunday. Okay, so welcome everybody, people on Mixelara. Well, happy to see you and the people that are on Zoom. Happy to see you. Um, today is exciting because we have a special guest. I hope you guys are excited. Um, today is Vulnerability Sunday, and of course, the topic is dealing with addictions and habits. So before we start, I'm going to say a short prayer and then we will begin. Father, we thank you for our time to be able to come together to learn to discuss, to be able to find understanding in the word of God and to be able to listen and get edified. And we ask that as we listen, that our hearts are receptive to learn, that we are open to understand, that we that we learn the truth of God's word and all that we learn today. Not only do we hear them, but we apply them in areas that it affects us and it helps us to be better Christians, to be better people. And we ask that as we'll be going into today's session, that it will be a blessing to everybody, both the speaker and the people that will be listening. We thank you for an amazing time with God's people and with God's word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, so um, we're going to start. Hi, I'm Demilade. It's been a while that we've had you on here. Hi, praise. Hi, treasure. Hi, victory. Let's see. Person that's talking and then other people that hi, hi. Um, so today we're going to do something a little hi. different. We are going to do um testimonies. So um, if you do have something you want to share with everybody here, please feel free to unmute yourself and tell us um a testimony that happened this week or the week before, something that you've been wanting to share, but you never had an opportunity to share. I mean, testimony in line with what God did. But you get the point. Um, so is there anybody that has anything they want to say? Oh, yeah, I do. You do? Oh, that's treasure. Thank you, treasure. Um, all right. You have five minutes. I'm just kidding. But yeah, no limited time. Yeah, I know. No problem. Um, so within the week. Um, this week was really stressful because we have a, we had a half year performance review um, about on Saturday. Yeah, so there was a lot of preparation that had to go into that. And then, um, so as I yesterday, at one point, my um, my boss or my divisional head apparently called me out and just said I should come and talk about life, and it wasn't even planned. That was the interesting part. But I, with that opportunity that I was given, I used the opportunity to actually just kind of share the gospel and everything. And it was really fun uh, because I got everybody's attention and I was able to talk about how the fact that you cannot have life without God and everything. And I was able to preach the message. Though... Um, it wasn't how I would have really loved to, but I was really grateful for the opportunity that was. Uh, that's one. Um, two is um, I got a, I've gotten a new job and everything um, to resume next month. And basically, it's going to be more than double of what I'm currently earning. So that's about it. 
That is amazing news, treasure. That is so encouraging. Congratulations on your new job. So you'll do party for us as part new job, double pay, you know, treasure money-making man. Um, it was nice to hear that you had an opportunity to share the gospel. I think that's really um that's really beautiful, especially in a work environment where people just come to work and go home. There's never really a time to like get together and talk about like church to talk about Christianity and all of that. That's really amazing. I had an opportunity to get people thinking about God. So if you're just joining us, welcome. We are happy to have you here. We're doing testimony. So if you do have any testimony, you can unmute yourself and share with the rest of the group. Anybody else has any testimony? No, we're shy. Okay, I'm guessing nobody else has. Or oh, wait, hold on. Let me ask on Mixellar. People that are on Mixellar, do you guys have anything you want to share? You can type it and then I'll read it out for people on Zoom. 30 seconds. Okay, go ahead. So I thank God for like having good company around me. People that are like uh, eager for the word of God. People that study the word. I also thank God because I've actually seen the fruits in my life. Like, I've, seen, I've witnessed so much growth since I've joined this program, since I've joined other programs. I want to thank God for all those things. Like, the more, the, the more I learn the word, the more I see changes in my life. So I want to thank God for all of these things. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Thank you, Mo. Um, I think everybody else on here can say one or two things about Bad Marathon. But thank you so much um, for that. That's really encouraging. Anybody else? Wait, is that where I'm okay? Ah. Roke, so good to see you. Anybody else? No? All right, so I will hand over to Ernest. Thank you everybody that shared testimonies. Um, they were encouraging and I hope that if you still have something else you wanna share, the WhatsApp group is open. You can always send a message to the group. If you have something you wanna share with everybody to encourage everybody, that would be amazing. Do not be a stranger to the WhatsApp group. <laughs> All right, Ernest, um, thank you. Thank you, Abby. Um, can you all hear me okay? All right, cool. Welcome to Bible Marathon. And I just want to start by saying, man, those testimonies are amazing. So congrats to all of you. I, mean, I know a lot of people have more testimonies, but because of you know the time and some of you just feel like, you know, we've shared this already or anything else. But if you do have anything to share, remember, we want to hear about what God is doing in your life. Like that's the whole point of having this platform. If we're not seeing progress, join your faith. In, um, you know, we're not seeing fruit, then what's the point? But I'm glad that for those of you who've been here for a while with us, you've experienced growth. So I just want to say welcome again to Bible Marathon. If you have those testimonies, you can share them on the group, share them privately with me. And um, yeah, that would be really, really awesome. All right. So welcome, 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 welcome. Let me see who's here real quick. All right, I see a lot of people. I see a lot of new faces. I say faces because I'm interpreting your names as faces, but it would be very cool if you have the ability to turn on your videos, to have them on. That would be really cool so we can get to know you in a more personal fashion. We already have the challenge of being virtual. So if you can, beautiful, if you can't, no problem at all, but just make sure you participate in all that we're doing here. 
So just a little bit about Bible Marathon. It's a platform where we encourage believers of different denominations to grow in the truth of God's word. So we study the word together, we pray together, and we, we kind of like have a structure of accountability here. Um, and so if you want to be a part of us, you'll get more information at the end of the teaching today. So I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's get ready. Let's get ready. Um, we're going to have an amazing time today because we have someone, someone very special with us. And I want to just say, first of all, a big thank you for um, accepting the invitation. It was, um, it was kind of short notice and you were still able to make it here. So I want to say thank you, first of all. Um, and I know we'll be having a few more people join us. So admins help, help out with you know, adding people. All right, so let me introduce what we're doing today. Today we'll be talking about dealing with addictions and habits. And we have a special guest with us today, Victory Odunja. And I just want to do something that he probably doesn't like, but I'm going to do it anyways, because I feel like it's good for us to get to know a little bit about him. Um, so I'm just going to read really a really brief bio. And um, trust me, this is just a little, there's a lot more he's done and being a part of, but this is just to give you an idea of some of the things that um, he's been involved in. So Victor Odunjo is a civil engineer, civil engineering graduate from Covenant University and is passionate about people, growth, development, um, and a lot more. He's, it's his great desire and greatest desire to see other people grow, develop, do big things with their lives. You know, he's the founder of Starteen Life. So teen, T-E-E-N. Um, which is an organization aimed at raising and equipping teenagers with knowledge and resources to make them world changers, right? And he's an author of the book, Five Things Every Teenager, uh, teenager Should Know. He also founded the Victory Path blog. Some of you know this blog. I know there's someone, a few people joined. Uh, I've shared it a few times on the group chat. So, but yeah, this is the guy. And uh, also Victorious Living Podcast, where he shares mind-shattering perspectives on life, on love, on faith with followers across different continents of the world. And um, he's passionate about the things of God. Um, he's outgoing, charismatic. Anyone who meets him will tell you, like he's intentional about relationships with people. And, um, and he's happily married and currently resides with his wife in abroad, in the abroad. <laughs> All right, so I just want to um, say, get ready, uh, just a little, uh, a few uh, things you should know so that everything goes smoothly. So he's going to be teaching us and sharing some thoughts with us. I want us to be ready. Um, scriptures that he will quote will be on the screen so you can follow with that. Um, but if you have any questions, please, you'd see a number of people that have co-hosts on their name. Um, in the chat. So you can send a private message to them if you want to be anonymous and your question will be read anonymously. If you don't mind anonymity, you can just put it openly in the chat. He will not be able to answer questions while he's teaching, but after he'll be able to take those questions. And um, if you have any question whatsoever, reach out to me. Same thing goes for those of you in Mixlr. You can post your questions right there and um, an admin is going to see it. All right. So at this time, I want to hand over to by the way, one more thing I left out. He is my cousin, so I don't need to farms him. I already have a bloodline relationship with him. So over to you right now, 
big tree. Thank you so much. Floor is yours. All right. Thank you so much, Ernest. I mean, this is such a great privilege to be here. Ho hope you guys can hear me, yeah? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, I would like to hear your voices. I mean, just very briefly, if you can talk, yeah? It would be nice just at the beginning. Yeah, so great to have you. I hope you guys are doing well. How are yes. you guys doing? I can oh, hear you. Amazing. Thank you, Abisola. Yes. All right. You're doing well. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. I'm happy to hear that. All right. So, um, basically today, uh, well, I mean, first of all, thank you, Ernest, for this opportunity and, of course, the leadership of Bible Marathon as well. It's a, it's a real privilege. I mean, uh, and yeah, when Ernest told me, I was like, yeah, so, you know, it made it sound really casual. Yeah, I just wanted to talk on you know, dealing with addictions and habits. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this topic is not, <laughs> it's not your regular topic. Yeah, no, it's not, <laughs> you know? So I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I've been through a couple of stuff personally myself, you know, um, part of my stories, I, I, I'm sure I was, um, I had some addictions that ran for close to a decade. Yeah. So, uh, quite some experience. Yeah. So if you're only just starting, this is not meant to be nice. Right. But I mean, <laughs> There's grace and yeah, God definitely has, has a solution and a way out for you and for me as well. So um, um, I think beyond any other theme, um, for this session, uh, my prayer really, and my heart cry, you know, is that anyone, you know, that, that has probably struggles, you know, addictions, you know, habits that are ungodly, you know, and has that the hearts, you know, and the desire to change that God, you know, really does a quick work. You know, and then just turns it around, you know, for healing, for testimony, you know, for for comfort, you know, and it's that's really my desire. And, you know, I spent some time praying and just trusting God. And so even though this um, this session in itself should, you know, just be like a teaching session and all of that, I, I believe that God's power, you know, is available, you know, for for each and every one of us to, you know, you know, just receive healing. So I just don't want to say, we just came to teach us something cool like let me just hear five points ten points that kind of thing now you know i want you to just really be aware of the presence of god because what i see this session also as is like um we're, we're trying to we're trying to shine a light on a dark area you know and for people i would see that as wounds i'll see that as scars i'll see that as you know hidden stuff so as we shine the light of god today i'm really trusting that healing comes peace comes for each and every one of us you know as we go through this of course i'm expecting everybody you know, is addicted to something, but I know that quite a number of us, you know, definitely have one or two challenges. All right. So, um, my hosts, are, can you allow screen sharing? I would like to actually share a slide. Thank you. All right. Okay. Thank you, Ernest. Okay. Slide show. All right, so hope we can see the screen. Yeah, great, thank you. So dealing with uh, habits and addictions. <sighs> yeah, so let's get to it. <laughs> Don't mind me, you, you should know how this feels, yeah? Yeah, all right, okay, so let's get to it. Um, so as I said, my prayer is that um, everyone who struggles addictions, ungodly habits receive healing, you know, that you see the supernatural strength of God at work in you, 
putting to death the deeds of the flesh and that you move to a fearless love field and guilt-free walk with God. Um, and it's important to start like this because uh, guilt-free <laughs> is so key. When it comes to things like addictions, bad habits, what we find out is it somehow impedes on our walk with God. We find out that we, you know, have that habit, you know, that you know, addiction that we promised to stop. And we've prayed quite a number of times to stop as well. And then it comes back and then we're like, oh, God, how can I pray if I just recently experienced this again? How many times? 10 times, 20 times, 50 times. I'm so, so tired, you know. And so it sort of impedes. And that's 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 really the issue with addictions and um, habits. You know, the real issue is that, you know, somehow, somehow, the devil is just able to sneak in, you know, and just use it as a point, you know, to not get us to 100% walk with God. And what God wants from us is 100%. He wants to be able to take control of our lives. You know, I know have some deep corners in one place that, you know, he doesn't have access to, right? So basically how we're going to be going through this session is there's just going to be a couple of points here and there i'm just going to be trying to touch up it's really a wide subject and then there's limited time so i'll really just try to you know touch up here and there on stuff and then just hope that you know the seed planted you know grows becomes you know bigger you know ministers to you in your situation gives you some sort of enlightenment but i mean i'll be talking out of you know revelation personal experience try to make it really interactive for each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay. So I'm a strong believer with starting with the mindset. I'm a strong believer with starting with um, your mind. You know, what exactly is it that God wants from you? What does he want for you as a believer, as a person? You know, and starting from here is what helps to define your journey going forward you know, in your work with God, knowing God's heart and God's desire for you is what helps out. That's what really helps. And the first thing I would like to say is that God wants you to be healed. God wants you to be free and God wants you to be delivered. God God wants you without blemish. God wants you without issues. That's what God wants for you. Really, that's what he wants. And starting from this point, it's what's going to help your, your interaction with God, your view of God going forward, you know, in your walk with him. You know, so being aware of God's stance concerning you in every situation would help in your disposition and in your response in time of difficulty. Yeah, so really, let's let's just try and touch on open addiction on addiction or you know habits, you know, really. I didn't really put the definition out there because in a way I think uh, well, we should be able to know what it's about already somehow. but I would say an addiction is um, it's also a habit, you know that you know is really repeated, you know, and it's something that as a person you found that you don't really have control over. yeah. That's that's the that's the truth about it. You have no control over it. You you don't you you don't want it to continue. It continues. You want it to stop. It's not stopping. It seems to have a power over you that you have no control over. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And so, for someone like me, I'll get to my story in a bit. Um, one of the lines of the kind of addiction I had was we lost pornography, masturbation. Mm, you see those three? They're like triplets. You know, start with one, <laughs> then the next thing, another one with drags, and then the next one comes in. And 
that's how it is and and for me i think i, I really battled with this for, for close to a decade to be honest it was it was a lot and i started i started young i was really a young guy you know and that's the funny thing you know nobody teaches you nobody really goes out of their way you know to say you know what i woke up in a good mood today and i want to be addicted to something ah i want to be addicted to cigarettes i want to be addicted to sex i want to be addicted to porn i want to be addicted to lying no one ever kicks off you know with an intention to get addicted to anything and this is the start and so different people get into addictions through different routes i mean some people are pushed to it some people are forced some people like me walk willingly to it through curiosity and stuff like that right but god wants us to be free that is why jesus came that's why jesus died on the cross for us he wanted us free every single thing that was going to be a limitation to our work with him to being a hundred percent with where god wants us to be jesus came to free us from that and that is such an important place to start from because in your journey and as we will see you would start to ask questions of where god's side is where is god's side in all of this you know, is God for me? Is God against me? Why am I going through this? If I have been saved, why is this still happening? Why is it repeated? Questions, questions, questions. And it would also bring question marks about the person of God. Where does God want me? So we start here. He wants you to be free. He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be delivered. He wants you to have a seamless relationship, stainless, no issues, perfect relationship with him. And that is where you want you to start from. And kicking off from here is really key, you know, for your mind. And we'll just breeze through it as we go through this together. All right. Okay. Trying to go to the next slide. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And so we'll just be touching up on some scriptures briefly. I tried to put some scriptures on the screen, Ernest. I don't know if you have a projector. Yeah. Okay, great. And so we'll just be touching up some scriptures briefly, you know, towards the beginning, maybe towards the latter part, may not have as much, you know. But this scripture says, Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. Wow. Sounds like the heart cry of someone. I called to you for help and you healed me. This is a picture of God's disposition towards your situation, towards my situation. God is the one that runs to you when you need help you run to him and he runs to you if we wanted to think of it in, in a you know such an emotional you know picture it's about someone that needs something normally as human beings you would expect that oh the person that has something will just chill out uh -uh, you're the one that needs healing you're the one that needs help i'm here you know my house you know my address you know my phone number find me but that's not how god is as you are running out to meet to god god is running out to meet to you so you can see that God is proactive towards your cause. God is not reactive. And so when the psalmist said, Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me, it shows God's disposition, which is the disposition of healing. Right. And then we could see from what Jesus said. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Matthew 11 verse 28. Speaking again about God's disposition towards your situation, God's disposition towards where he wants you to be. You know, he, he wants you to, you know, not be burdened. He doesn't want you to be weary. He doesn't want you to be anxious. He doesn't want you with those addictions. And it is so important, everything I'm saying, to be able to drum into your mind because 
I mean, we'll be done with this meeting. <laughs> and then you are back, you know, into your zone where it's you. You need some level of pillars, you know, to hold on to. You need, you know, some places to, to you know, have that rebound on as a person. And what you want to know is that God is for you. He's here to help you and he's here to heal you. Yeah, we're building a foundation <laughs> and we'll keep moving. All right. Okay. All right. So we move to the next part. Know that you are valuable to God. Know that you are valuable to God. It's, it's important to, to, to note things like this. Know that you are valuable to God. And the reason why it's important to know this as well is because you, you want to know that there's a reason why you cannot stay where you are. There's a reason why your current situation, your current circumstance cannot remain the way it is. And it's because God has placed value on your life. Here I put, I said, God has a plan for your life and it's his desire to live it out through you. God's desire and why Jesus died and why he sent the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit can influence your way of life and then you can live God's way. You can live God's will. You know, the prayer in Matthew is that it will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? That's the prayer. But really, how is God's will going to be done on earth? It's going to be done through us, the Holy Spirit in us. And that's why Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, you know. And so God wants to live his life through you 100%. And you have to realize that God is far more invested in the outcome of your life than you can ever imagine. It's very easy for you to think that, well, I'm in control of my life. I have value. I have worth. You know, I went to school. I'm brilliant. Da, 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 da. And so because of all these few points of mine, I will make it in life. That's nice. That's coming from your own perspective. But you must also come from the perspective of knowing that God in himself did not bring you to earth for no reason. He brought you for a purpose, you know, and you are valuable to him. He has his plans for your life. And is invested in seeing a good result. So if you ask me and you say victory, what, what do you think? Why do you think God is really interested, you know, in, in my life? Why do you think my situation with my addictions, with my bad habits are not going to remain forever? I'll say, you know what, for where God is taking you and for the great things that God wants to do through you, you cannot afford to keep having those things. You know, and God is going to consistently walk through your life to ensure that they do not stay. Amen. Amen. All right. So we'll just keep going, you know, as we can. Sorry, this is my system. You know, it's not changing those slides as fast as I want. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to more scriptures. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness to, to, um, towards us in Christ Jesus. Now, what's, what's the saying? This is saying that while we did not know what we were doing, <laughs> we were not sure. We were just living our lives how we wanted. We were born into a nature of sin. Before we became aware of who we are as believers, God already showed his great love. Now, see the interesting part that says, in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. This means that God has you here because he still wants to boast of you. Know, he still wants you to boast. 
He wants to use it to show the exceeding riches of his grace. He said, he's trying to show people that I'm so full of grace that I came to die for this person before he or she even knew what she was doing. This shows that you are valuable to God. You know, because there, there is, it's possible for us to see our situation, for us to see where we are. And we're just trying to say, oh, this is a reflection of where God sees me. No, that you are there doesn't mean that's where God wants you to be. And it's God's purpose to see you through from where you are to where you should be. Yeah. And so we have other scriptures that reinforce this. The popular Jeremiah 29, 11, which we must take very seriously. It says, for I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of, give, and of evil to give you a future and a hope. And so in a situation where it's, it's bleak, you know, it's probably not your fault that you're where you are or you expect that you'd be in a much better place. It's, it may be hard. And you, you, you're starting to think, no, why am I here? Why, why are things going like this for me? Can this be God? Is this what God wants for me? The Bible here shows you and says God's thoughts towards you are thoughts of good. If it's not good, someone says it's not God because God wants good for you. God is good. Like that's the nature of God. That's the character of God. In my life, I do not see things that are not working perfectly. I say, God, you're at fault for this. Knowing God's nature makes me already understand that what God wants for me is good. If there is evil in my life, God wants peace. If it looks like I don't have a future, God says he wants to give me a future. If I'm discouraged, God is saying he wants to give me a hope needed, a very solid foundation. You know, as we go on, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. God, on we know when Jesus died on the cross and he had borne our sins upon himself. God, because he loved us, had to look away. The Bible says that God could not bear to see Jesus on the cross with all of our sins. Why? Because he loves us. Can you imagine that? <laughs> so amazing. So for God to have let Jesus down on the cross for us, it shows how much value God places on you. It shows how much value God places on me. And so starting to look at you know, who God is, his disposition towards us, and then where we currently are in our lives, in our struggles, with some of our addictions that we cannot tell anybody about, in, you know, in the secret place where we're like, God, can this thing just leave me alone? You know that God has better things in store for you. And that's, that's really what he wants. That's what he wants. So let's go back to the very beginning. I like to do this all the time. I love to do this all the time. <laughs> Always love to do this all the time. I like to go back to the beginning. And, and, and this is where it all starts from. It all starts here. The very beginning. What was God's plan from the beginning? Because, you see, when we, when we go on in life here, yeah, what happens is that we go so far that we can't see where we started from. And we have all these different questions about, oh, all the, all the, all the hard things in our lives, you know, the difficult situations, if God is so good, why are things like this? If God is so that, why are things like that? Is there evil in some places? And we have all these interesting questions. But the important thing to start with 
is God's plan from the very beginning. And how can we see God's plan? We have to go to the book of Genesis where God created the world. You know, and there was something that is so important that, that, that God said when he was done creating. The Bible says, and God looked at all he had made and he saw that it was good. He said it was good. God is a perfect God. For someone that is perfect to say that this is good, man, then it means he did an amazing work. If he saw you and said you were good, then that's such an amazing thing that God said. Such a profound statement. And it's, it's, it's an important place that we can kick off from. Right. So what was God's plan from the beginning? Now, we look at the beginning, we look at the creation of the world, we look at Adam, we look at Eve in the, in the Garden of Eden. And what do we see there? We saw perfection. We saw that God put man in charge. There was no issue in that garden. Everything was perfect. And God gave man a simple instruction. What did God say? He said, do not eat of any, you can eat everything, but don't eat of this tree. That's all. But the very moment that man decided to eat of that tree, that was when evil came into the world. That is when the foundations of the world changed. That's when the world that we are currently in now became an imperfect world. That is the beginning. That was where evil started. Are you with me, guys? That's the beginning. So when in your life and in your struggles, you start to see that things are not going well, Go back to the beginning and say, what is God's plan? What was his plan when he started? God's plan was not for us to have addictions to deal with. God's plan was not for us to have sins to deal with. It was never in his original plan. But because of man's disobedience, what happened? Sin came into the world. Evil came into the world. And because God did not want it to continue, since it was not his plan, he decided to send Jesus he sent Jesus to come to die for us and then restore us back to the original plan that he had for us on the cross of Calvary. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came to alter the cause that we already had, you know, facing us and redirect us back to God. So, whatever struggles you're facing, whatever addictions that you are currently dealing with, those, those habits that you are not proud of, right? It is not God's plan. Forget it. Don't, 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 don't watch those movies that will tell you and make you feel comfortable that, yeah, it's just masturbation, though. You know, you just need to get off. Oh, it's just, it's just uh, some whiskey on ice. It's not that bad. Da, 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 da. The world we are currently living in, what you will find out is everything is starting to become cool. It's starting to become cool gradually. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, you can do this. No, it's not too, it's not bad. It's not, it's not really bad like that. No, that's it. That's how it has entered into the world. But that was never God's plan. And, you know, in my struggles as a person, you know, the time the Holy Spirit just came to me and said, victory. Do you know that the ability to change, do you know the ability for you to be back to normal where you are not struggling with an addiction or with a situation? Do you know it's within you? Hmm. I said, really? How is that possible? He said, do you, okay, he said, when did your addiction start? <laughs> when did your addiction start? I said, well, well, I think I was curious at the age of 13, 14, thereabouts, you know. I was like, yeah, okay, you so that's where you started to become curious, right? So, ah, oh, okay. So, did you start like this from birth? Can you, were you addicted to anything where you were born? Like you were born and you were addicted to porn or you were lustful or, you know, any of all those things. I said, no. 
And I'm sure if you ask yourself the same question, it's the same. If you're addicted to something now, you were not, I mean, in a way, I mean, let's just talk about it in a direct way, not, not, from, the, not from the human nature of sin. Everyone is born into sin. So, of course, the deeds of the flesh are going to somehow lead down this line somewhere along the line. But let's talk objectively. A child born into the world does not know a thing. I mean, I carry little babies. I play with children. They don't know anything. Anything that you see them do much later, they are all learnt. So, if maybe your current situation or the addictions that you have came into your life at a certain age, then it means there is a part of who you are that has experienced a time without it. But now, the current reality is that you are so used to having it in your life currently that, <laughs> you know, you cannot think of how it was before then. And so, sometimes you may have to, you know, cast your mind back and say, how was my life like before that? You know? It was not like this. So there is a part of you, there is even a part, I mean, if maybe mine started when I was 15, I'm just giving an example, then it means I had 15 years of my life where my life was straightforward. You know, some of us, when we we're younger, there was no social media. There, I mean, social media addiction is also an addiction right now. You should check your phone. Some people carry their phones at least nothing less than 500 times. They touch their screen nothing less than 1,000 times a day. Addiction. But when did you start using phone? When did the internet come? When was Snapchat? This Snapchat that we are staying on, this TikTok that we are staying on, when did they release it for it to become an addiction? Hey, what are you seeing here? <laughs> there is a part, there is a part of your life that you didn't have these things. So just the same way in the beginning, God's plan for you was not for you to struggle with any addictions. You can also see that in the beginning of your life, it is the same. You know, you didn't come with any of these things. These things are learned, and so they can also be unlearned. All right? And so we, we see the scripture here where God looked over all he had made and said that it was very good. And so I put it to you that there is good in you. The very beginning is in you. And guess what? Now, God has put the beginning. Who is the beginning and the end? God himself, the Holy Spirit, has put him inside of you. So the beginning is in you. You know, when, when the Bible says... You have become a new creature and all things have, have they've passed away, right? That is newness inside of you. So there is good in you. God is in you. God is good and you are good. <laughs> it's as simple as that. You know, so we need to get you into that space where you can go back to where you once were. And if you are back there, 100%, you're good. You're good. So uh, these, these are the mindsets I want you to start, you know, juggling in your mind, you know, as you go into your everyday life. It's, it may feel a little different, you know, but these are, the, these are the pillars that you need to put your hand on in that tough situation and say, hey, you know what? This thing, this is not the plan. This is not God's plan. God's plan is not for me to be addicted to this. God's plan is not for me to continue like this. No. And you know, and that's one of the funny things. There are so many arguments in the body of Christ right now about addictions. Are they good? Are they bad? Are they a, a, a? But I mean, guess what? Nobody needs to preach to you for you to know that what you are doing is wrong. That's the truth. Nobody has to preach to you. I don't have to be by your side. Say, hey, my bro, you know you did that again now. I don't have to be there. You know. You know, sometimes you want to pray and it's, a, it's an impediment. It's, it's an issue. Hey, <laughs> you know, so you know. This can't, can't be God's plan. This can't be God's plan. Yeah. No, God's plan can't be. And, and you know how you know? How you know? <laughs> a lot of the times, you cannot just pray. I mean, it's past 12 midnight. Everybody has gone to sleep. You put off your lights. I mean, this was probably me those days now. You know, 
and that's the when you know you want to go and find Rihanna's picture. You know, in one corner, hey, Rihanna, hot, hot, hey, wahala, Rihanna. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the problem. And you cannot pray. You know, what happens is you pray, probably the prayer of forgiveness. <laughs> you say, Lord, I've done it again. I've done it again. No, 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 no. That fine boy, Lord, I promised myself I was not going to go to his Instagram page. Lord, I'm there again. Aye. <laughs> and it's, it's an issue. Yeah, so you know. You know, and, and this these are signs. Once it's it's an issue and it's gonna affect your work with God, God Himself doesn't want it because He wants a hundred percent of you. Alright? So we went to the beginning, and so I like to jump to the end. Sorry. Mm -hmm. No much, no time for much. I, I I don't know when anyone is gonna log out, right? But let's get to the end of the matter. If you if we close here now, what is the end of the story? Mm -hmm. You know. <laughs> If you watch a movie you've watched before again, it doesn't matter what happens inside. You know, it looks like, ah, man, they are really close to killing Jackie Chan in this thing. Really close. Wow. Is he going to die? Is he not going to die? Like, right now, I'm watching one series with my wife. I've watched it before. So, my wife's like, hey, is he going to die? Is he not going to die? What am I doing? Watch, oh, you're the one that's not seen it before. Me, I've seen it. So, uh, oh, well, man, I know who's going to live or who's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, when you know the end of the story, what happens in between does not really matter. You know, but what you also have to realize right now is you are in the story. You are in the middle right now of your story. But what if I told you that we know the end of your story already? So you can act out knowing the results. Imagine me being your, your examiner or your lecturer and I'm telling you, you know what? This exam you want to write, you, you already have an A. You have an A. Don't worry, it's not about what you write right now. You have an A already. <laughs> right? You'll be happy. You're like, so what do I need to do? Go and write your exams. So, I mean, you may choose to read as much as you should read. You may choose to not read as much. But, I mean, the end is sure. And so, we know the end of our current struggles. We know the end of our current journey. How does your story end with these struggles and with these addictions and with these limitations that you feel every day? It ends in past tense. What's your story? I'm healed I am delivered, I am restored, I am comforted, I am back to 100%. That is my testimony. That's your testimony. Please, that is your testimony. Hey, there is no other reality. Please, don't, don't, that's, and that's it. I don't, I don't, there's something they call false stories. The stories that we tell ourselves in our heads. Maybe this is God's will. Maybe this is God's plan. Never, 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 never. You see this? God wants you healed. He wants you delivered. He wants you restored and comforted. He wants you to look back to your past. And say, man, that used to be me, but that's no longer who I am. Right? At the end of this story, you win. You win at the end of the story. You dance. You shout with joy. You share your testimony. You give hope to many. Your story has been written. Hey, I mean, if you can just get this thing I'm saying. If you can just get it. Hey. <laughs> it's, the, it's the mind of a conqueror. It's the mind of a winner. It's the mind of the believer. That you know the end of your story. We are not see. We are not playing chess. We are not playing. We are not playing. You know, Ludo or I mean, this is not this is not a random game that we are not sure of the reality. We are not sure of the answer. Well, it's maybe five. Oh, this is not a betting game where they say, oh, oh do you bet that it's going to draw? You we know the answer. We know how your story ends. You know how your story ends. So while you are in a season where you are dealing with struggles, you know that you have won. You just have to go through the motions. You just have to fight. You just have to push. You know the end.
You know, and you have to be able to picture this. You have to be able to picture that point. You have to. You have to be able to see, okay, one day I tell myself I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell my story. Now, I have a friend that got raped when she was young, you know, and it was tough, you know. And then, I mean, that got her addicted to sex, you know, anything sex, ha, ha, ha. She was all over the place, but she would tell me, say, Victory, I know that I will tell my testimony. I know that we inspire young ladies. I see other young ladies going through what I've gone through. I know that I will stand and testify. I'm telling you, you see, this thing is interesting. I, I, and I know that. I mean, I mean, I, it's, it's important that at the same time, I sound, I sound, you know, like the way I sound. I'm not just coming to sound sober. Oh, my sister. Oh, oh, oh. No, there is a reason. You know, there's a reason why I must sound like this. And it's because our journey in Christ, we, as I said, we know the answer. See, while we were back in school, let me let me tell you, let me just tell you this, this brief story. One of my good friends, yeah? <laughs> he's one of my good friends. You know, one day he just came to me and he's like, hey, Victory, um, there's this thing I want to tell you about. Though. And like a guy, we're, we're leaders though, in school. As in spiritual leaders, not uh, academic. We're leaders. Like, people say, a spiritual guy. He said, Victory, I want to tell you something. Um, say, guy, I'm battling with pornography and masturbation. I'm like, what? Me too. Same thing. Let me not tell you. Let me not tell you what will, what will shock you the most. Most of us were dealing with these things. Most of us, like a lot of us, you will not believe how many people are dealing with what you're dealing with right now. But you see, the testimony I have for you right now is that we are not where we used to be. We are not there any longer. We have moved. Somebody say, "I have moved." <laughs> I have moved. Right. And this is one. This is one important scripture that I love to read all of the time. You know, it just it just gets my mind going. And it was David. He said something. He said, "Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex." I was thanking God. He said, "Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it." He said, "You have watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. God saw you. God saw me." And now, I love this part so much. He says, every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Hey, are you reading what I'm saying here? You see now, I'm not just saying it now that your story is written because I feel like saying it. David here said it that every day of my life was recorded. He's not saying every day of my life is going to be recorded. He said was recorded. Your struggles have an end. They have an expiry date. God knows. And God has already shown us through scriptures that we know the end of your story. So as you go on, you are not coming from a position of, oh, I don't know how it's going to play out. God has recorded your days. He has recorded your life. He has recorded your story. If you're going through struggles now, God knows. He knew. And so he is with you through it. Is with you through it. So as you're going through it, know that your, your, your situation has been dealt with by God. Has been dealt with by God. You know, and as you go on, it's very important to know who you are in Christ. And this scripture really used to help me a lot. It says, sin is no longer your master. For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Romans 6 verse 14. Now, so for anyone that is going through addictions, habits, the book of Romans is such a strong book. Such a strong book. I'm sure a Bible marathon, I mean, I'm sure we're killing it and stuff, you know. But 
is so important because you find out that in your struggles, the book of Romans is one book that, I mean, is so relatable. You're seeing about, you know, stuff about sin, grace, you know, sin being your master. But that's the truth. Some, some verses say sin no longer has dominion over you. You see, when you take in some of these scriptures and you're struggling, hey, you, you know, you, 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 you have to tell yourself that this is not correct. This is like one plus one equals to five. How can sin no longer have dominion over me? And I'm still in this addiction. It is not adding up. It's not. It does not make any sense. So that should get you angry. It should get you aggravated in your spirit that this is not right. You, you should not get to a position which you will get to, you know, and, and you're feeling comfortable. No, you're not, to, you're not meant to feel comfortable at all. You're meant to say, this makes no sense. Scripture says that I no longer have sin as a master. I am sinning. Then something is not right. I need to get to the point where the scriptures are in alignment with my life. I'm no longer under the law. I'm under grace. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. And this is what you have to hold on to as you go. More scriptures say, no, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We have won. See, it's a mindset thing. You are, and that's what I'm dealing with your mind. I've not entered any. It's your mind. It's a mindset thing. I have won this thing. It's tough. I may be struggling. Maybe I fell yesterday. Maybe I'll fall tomorrow. But I have won. This is not a losing battle. Guess what? Okay, now let's 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 try this. Let's try this. You know the the Euros Euro twenty twenty is going on right now. There are a lot of football games, and maybe maybe your own game is not football. Maybe a lady. I think some ladies like Candy Crush. Hey, Candy Crush. Hey, hey. pink to pink. Hey, yellow to yellow. Swiping. All right, maybe your own is Candy Crush. Yeah, but now let's say that for every level you need to win. You need to win. <laughs> you know, and so for me, I like soccer, you know, basketball, any of all those games. Now, imagine me going into a game right now, right? And I am going into that game. We have 90 minutes to play, but I'm going into the game with 1 million zero. Sorry, 1 million. 1 million zero. Do you think anybody can be able to beat me in 90 minutes? Even if you have 100 men on the field, is that possible? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. It's not possible for you to, to win one million. It's not one thousand, even one thousand self you sweat. I don't think I mean when we were young and they used to tell us, Oh, India versus Nigeria, they tell you that India beat Nigeria hundred one. It not even happened, but they were even saying hundred. So imagine going into a game and I already have one million or your candy crush game, you have this cheat where you have just one million. It doesn't matter the stage, you are going to get to the end of Candy Crush. That's how you need to see your battle against your struggles. You see, there may be strikes against you, but you have won. See, it's not, the strikes are going to just get tired. It cannot continue forever. And that's how it goes. They say, but thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Beautiful, beautiful. So this is the end. If you go from here and this is all you go with, and you know that, see, it doesn't matter what I face, Christ has won the battle for me. I have the victory. I have won. Fam, it's not going to take long. It's not going to take long. And I'm really trusting God that in this meeting, we're, we're, we're going to have people who, just by discussing this, they are free. They are liberated immediately. Some of us now have the privilege. <laughs> Some of us battle 10 years. I mean, that's not my desire for anyone. You know, but it's my, my story like that is also needed because there's people that need it like that. You know, they'll do that. The moment they were prayed for, they dropped cigarettes and that was it. You know, they just did not have the desire anymore. You know, but my desire is that for you, 
you know, this session just, just transforms your mind. And you see that, man, I do not need it. I do not need it any longer. Right? You know, and so in your journey, one of the things <laughs> that the devil uses the most, and that's why I shared that story, you know, much earlier on, you know, where, where I said, you know, I was talking with my friends, fam, this thing is real. Addictions are real. You need to see some of the statistics, fam. And, you know, some people are engaged in, you know, lustful sins, you know, sexual sins, masturbation, pornography, you know, just a whole lot. And they say, don't worry, when I marry, to go. When I marry, to reduce. Hey, you need to see the amount of men that are still addicted. Women are still addicted to some of these things, even in their marriages. So this is not about where you are. This is about, you know, the flesh at work. <laughs> That's what it's about. You know, but one thing the devil wants you to believe, hey, is that you are alone. There is only you. Oh, is that in a lie? <laughs> it's a big lie. It's, a, it's such a huge lie. You know, because we all have these struggles. I, I almost say that there is no one that has not had these struggles. Even, even if it lasted for, for one day or for five days, fam, we are all in this. You are not alone. Never think you are alone. You see, what the devil tries to do with making you think you are alone is he tries to alienate you. He tries to put you in one corner so you think it's only you that is there and then he can inflict all of the attack on you. You know, and so you see people going through issues that may not be so great. Maybe they are great, whatever, and they think they are the only one. I cannot open up to anyone because no one will understand. I cannot open up to... <laughs> I mean, I've had stories, man. I mean, so many stories. But because of my journey, because of my experience, I cannot even judge. And we are many like that, that God has helped. God is helping. God will help, you know. And so don't think you are alone. There are, eh, there are people who... Your own is even small, but I mean, I don't really like saying that someone's own is small because I believe that your measure is good enough for you. Don't We don't need to compare you with anyone else, you know? But people are going through things. So never feel like you are alone. I put here, I said, there are others just like you. There have been others just like you. And there will be others just like you. So this is why I like to, I like to say this. Like, I like to say you are special, but you are not special. <laughs> You are not special. I know there's a part of the world that wants you to feel so special. You're so special. You're the only one so cute. Oh, yum, yum. Oh, unique. Only you in the world. Sorry. Yeah, 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 there's you. Your DNA is different. But at the same time, you are not special. Why are you not special? So many other people just like you are going through the similar things like you. So when you're trying to feel special, only me. It's only me that is facing this kind of struggle. It's only me. It's only me. Sorry. It's not only you. You know, so there will be others like you. And, and, and I like how I put this because it's, it shows it's a transition. There are others like you in the current situation. There have been people that, that have been like you, right? There are people that are out of it. And there will be people like you. That is, you will be out of it. There will be other people that will enter. So it's, a, it's an entire journey where we all are in an ecosystem where we help one another. Right? And above all, God is with you and in you working her out his will through you now this part is so important right because this is another switch and i'm sure you must have noticed i'm really trying to deal with the mindset here a lot with with um in line with scriptures you know we read a lot of scriptures with how god is with you he has gone before you oh he will make every cooker pass straight ahead of you true but one of the most important truths that you must know is that god is in you in 
You know, so a lot of people, and this is why I laugh a lot sometimes with, with some believers, you know, when they come and like, ah, God, God cannot be around me. Oh, with the way I've seen, with some of the things I've been through, God cannot be around me. And I'm laughing. So I say, let me, let's, let's just, let's just, you know, dissect this a little bit. Yeah. Is it possible hmm, that God sends the Holy Spirit to be in you? He's in you. And then. You have that moment of that of that addiction. Maybe you lie, or maybe you have that you know sexual sin or something. Guess what? Let me tell you how people think it happens. People think the moment you say I'm about to lie, Holy Spirit just says it's about to lie. Holy Spirit just rises up and runs out. Hey, he's lying. He's lying. Hey, let him finish lying. So when he finishes lying, Holy Spirit says he has finished lying. Wow. Let me now come back inside him. Do you think that's how it works? No, that's definitely not how it works. Uh, that's not how it works, right? Why? Because the Holy Spirit is in you. You are His dwelling place. So never feel like when you are going through that struggle or that sin or that thing that's currently going on, the Holy Spirit has He did not live. He's there, and that's why He is the Holy Spirit. He's the Holy Spirit because He's there to make you holy. He's there to make you pure, right? If everything is clean, then we cannot call it clean. I mean, if everywhere is light, we cannot really call light light. Think about it. Light is light because there is darkness, right? That's it. So if you are, if you are going to be clean, you don't need the Holy Spirit. If you are holy, you don't need the Holy Spirit. You just need the Spirit <laughs> or something. You don't even need him in the first place, right? And that's how you have to, you know, take it in that God is with you in every situation. So it's not, you're not facing your situation without God. Right. And so this is a scripture that has helped me a lot. You know, and when I saw this in my struggle, hey, I was almost jumping for joy. It says, be sober minded and alert. Your adversary, the devil, pros out like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He said, resist him. Let's read this carefully. Standing firm in your faith. And in the knowledge that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Hey, massive. Now, let's, let's just break it down. Let's just stay at that. Resist him. It says resist him standing firm in your faith. That's one section. What does that mean? It means when you're standing firm in your faith alone, you can resist the devil. That's enough. Faith is enough to resist the devil. Now, it says, and which means that this is another thing. That is powerful in itself. And it says, and in the knowledge that your brothers and sisters throughout the world are going through the same kinds of suffering. Do you know what that means? That means that knowing that your brothers and sisters are also going through the same thing would also trigger enough faith within you and is enough to make you resist the devil. Think about this. I want you to think about this deeply. I just want you to think about it. In your situation, in your struggles, you just say, man, it may feel like I'm the only one, but I'm not the only one. Many people are facing the devil right now. Many people are facing this addiction right now. And so, what does that mean? It means I'm not going to do it. Because many people that are in my situation too are not doing it. I'm not doing it. That is enough. That's what scripture is showing you here. It's enough to resist the devil. Thinking about others going through the same thing, fighting the same battle as you, seeing that you are not the only one, is enough to show you that you can push. Amen. I hope, I, hope you're, I, hope you're, I hope you're getting something. I hope you're really getting something here today. Because these are key things that you must be able to hold on to when the devil comes. Because the battle is the battle of the mind at the end of the day. You know? And so talking about you not being alone, scripture says kind of woman forget a nursing child 
and not have compassion on the son of our womb, surely they may forget. Yet I will not forget you, says the Lord. Amen. He says, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So anytime you're feeling alone, even if there are no people around you that understand, God is with you. And remember, God is in you. He says, don't be afraid for I'm with you. Don't be discouraged. I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Amen. You know, and so let's quickly just get to my story. I know we spent quite a lot of time. I'll just try to, you know, rush it up as we go towards, you know, the end. And so my story is this. Yeah, I'm a pastor's kid. Good boy. You know, pastor kid. They say it's us that the devil used to chase the most, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. PK, pastor's kids, you know. And of course, uh, come for me. From a Christian family, you know, I know that my dad's a pastor. You know, I don't even know if my dad really knows this story or not. You know, but I mean, we keep it coded, we keep it real. If you're, if you're, if you're like that, they can't catch you. They don't catch you. They don't know. You know, that kind of thing. But I was just really a curious kid, and you know, being in that Christian environment, you know, that all this thou shall not, thou shall not, thou. You know, but I'm just kind of guy. I was in school, free. You know, secondary school, got this, you know, thing. You know, um, where I mean, back in the day, you know, Titanic. Now, if you watch Titanic. My parents, when Jack and Rose are kissing, they'll put off the TV, go out of the room. What's that? Don't look at it. And you know me now. Sometimes I look through the keyhole. What, what are they doing? What's this thing that they're saying? Not doing? You know, sometimes, sometimes this is, you know, you see this a lot of romance in the book of romance, right? You know, boundaries want you to you know, push more and do more, right? So my friends now, you know, had this thing. They started with magazines, you know, all these fine girls, all these sexual stories. Ah, I'll take it. Keep it under my back. Take it to my house. I'll stay in the toilet one hour. Just be looking, reading all these stories about sex and all of all those things. Ha <laughs> ha. Nobody knew. Victory, what are you doing in the toilet? Says money, mommy, I'm coming up. I mean, that was like the seed. And that's how we started. From there, hmm, my brothers and sisters, we graduated from book to movie. You know? And then recently, I was talking to one of my good friends. And he was like, Victory, do you know you're the one that introduced me to Bond? Oh, thank Jesus. Oh, I have such a bad record. <laughs> But he's good. That's what I said. Everybody is good today, right? That's the point. Like, so I said, you, your end is sure, right? So that was part of the youthful exuberance. And we moved from there. And I remember having a friend. We used to buy 50 in one DVDs. You know what 50 in one means? 50 in one means 50 pornographic movies in one DVD. 50. So, by the time I try to calculate it, to be honest, I think I, I should have watched nothing less than 1,000 pornographic films, right? Nothing less than 1K, because we're doing 50. 50 times 20, what's 50 times 20? Just 20 of it, ah, uh -uh. and that's not different from hard drive, you know? Even if this, I went to a spiritual school, hard drive, full hard drive, blessed. There's one of my friends that told me one time, I said, Victory, I'm not watching this thing again, I repent, to the day one day I went to his system. Found one eating folder and the eating folder is still there. Ah, it was deep. Don't worry, I know what I'm talking about. And that's the thing. So you start with pornography, nobody, and that's what I'm saying, nobody introduces you just by watching masturbation entered. I don't even know which one is worse. They're all very bad, you know, all bad, and it affects your mind, affects everything. And to be honest, this was my struggle. It was a serious struggle. Ah, some of my friends we struggled, battled it. Yeah, it was a lot. I'm sure it took years. I mean, I was in leadership, spiritual leadership, still struggling. But I mean, one thing I can say, and which is why I would want you, um, towards the end, I talk about celebrating your little wins, is that the more you fellowship with God, the more you continue your journey with God, you will just realize that it keeps dropping. You see, 
it's not every time that it may be instant. And this is why I must, that's why I've been talking about place of the mind a lot. For some people, it's just like this. Some people, they have to work on their minds. They need to train themselves. It's a whole journey of living where you, where you are. Sometimes I used, to, I used to, you know, beat myself up. And the English people just say, guy, you've been in this for more than eight years. Do you want to go in one day? Do you know habits? Do you know how your habits are built? You have to keep breaking it up one after the other. So the more I got deep in God, the more I got more knowledge, the more it was reducing. And so I want you to look at wherever it is you may be. Look at where you started from. It's a very high likelihood that it's not as bad. And maybe it's even worse now. It's going to get, you know, better in the good sense. That is, it has to keep dropping off. That's how it is. That is how it is. You know, and that's that's the thing that we have to realize. For some of these, our addictions, some of these are habits, they may be consequences, to be honest. I have a, I have a friend, he went through a tough time, you know, and then he, he used to cut himself, like, you know, with blade and stuff like that. Right now, he still has those scars. He's free, you know, but so for some of these things, as we go along, we must also, you know, realize that there are consequences. But also, you must be super uncomfortable. I think that should probably be one of my next points, you know. With this let me tell you how uncomfortable and how tired i was with my situation pornography and masturbation it was really bad you know so frustrated so frustrated yeah so there was a man of god that i listened to and he said no yeah well that's what he said because that's it. it's a true story so you know he said i told god that if i so do so so and so let so so and so happen to me and from that day that thing that i told god that i should not do that since I told God to do that thing, I stopped doing that thing. I, I, I said, ah, mad. So this is even an easy way now. So I said, God, the next time I watch pornography, let's let prostitute catch me. That's what I said. I was serious. You know, I, I don't even know if I wrote it down. Then maybe I don't think God. God is a merciful God. Thank you, Jesus. You know? And guess what? Like two weeks after, I was just, you know, praying, worshiping. Holy Spirit said, hey, victory. What's up? I'm like, I'm good. You're like, okay. You remember that thing? That's promise or that thing you asked me to do the last time i say which one he said the one he said that if um if you watch pornography i should give you leprosy how far i'm like oh my god <laughs> last week i watched where's the where's the where's the leprosy wow <sighs> i said god is a merciful god amen we would have liked to be seeing someone with leprosy talking with you today no exactly so god is merciful you know so that just shows that in your struggle there may be things that you may Think may be the way out, but God is going to be consistent with you, walking you through your process, and it's not going to be the same. Amen. Now, I move to one of the most important revelations that God gave to me on my journey. Sorry, I'm taking a bit of time. I will try to wrap up as soon as possible. You know, and this one says, you are free. Hmm. So there was one time I've prayed. Trust me, this is a prayer point for me. This was a prayer point for me. I'm always praying. You know, they are the, they are the ones you write down, the prayer points you write down, and they are the prayer points that you keep in your heart. This one is a consistent on my heart zone. That's where that one was. Yeah? Consistently. You know, so one day I was talking with God, Holy Spirit, why is this thing like this? Why is it continuing, God? Eh? Lord, this is what I was saying. I was saying, Lord, heal me. Lord, heal me. Lord, free me. That was the prayer. And the Holy Spirit said something. He asked me a question. He said, have you seen a lame man? Someone that is lame is always on a wheelchair. Always for so many years. That became free. Can walk. Hmm? And then now decides and say, Ah, I missed this, my wheelchair. Oh, let me sit down inside again. Oh, yeah, come and push me. Ernest, come and push me. Oh. This is my wheelchair. Come and push me. 
I said, nope. I said, if he's free, he'll probably bond the mutual trade away. He said, good. See, have you seen someone that was sick and was in the hospital for a while, hated it, was tired of it, and then when he was done, you know, was free for it. He said, I just miss the smell of the hospital. Wow, I miss the smell of the medicine. I like how they used to inject me and put drip in my hand. Have you seen someone like that before? I said, no. I said, if he's free, he, stand up, he stands up, he walks out, and he never returns again. Because he hmm. He said, have you seen a blind man that just because he has been blind all his life, he can now see? He said, I just miss the darkness. I like how I cannot even see people's faces. I like to use my braille. I like to use all these things. I said, no. Guess what God said to me? God said, you are free. Why do you keep going back into shackles? Why? You know, it's like someone that has been in prison. You are free. The gate is open like you can see. And then you choose to still go back. The question is, do you believe you are free? Do you believe God has healed you? Do you believe the sacrifice of Jesus is enough for your sins? Do you believe that you are a new creature? Do you believe that what God has done is enough for you? Or do you believe that there is something else to be done? You see this question? Hey, hey, hey. The answer to it is going to change your life, literally. Think about it. If you are free, why are you still in it? Think about it. If God has really healed you, why are you still doing it? Seriously. You have to ask yourself. So, if your belief is right, you will just do... You know, if the chains are on your hands, you will literally just take off the chains and say, well, you know what? I'm not doing it again. You can actually walk out. Actually. But guess what? Because you are so used to being in the situation for so long... You don't even know what freedom feels like. You've been so lame. You don't even know what walking out feels like. You've, become, you've got it so comfortable. Right? But you are free. <laughs> I want you to say you are free. I am free. God has freed you. God is not going to make another fresh sacrifice for you to be free of your addiction or of your struggles. The sacrifice has been made. Jesus knew what he was saying when he said it is finished. He knew. It was not plain. It was not a joke. So start with this mindset. I am free. Why am I in it? Devil, why do you think you have power over me if, if I'm free from this? You know, so walk out of that gate. Walk. Just walk. Look back and say, oh, man, you don't have, there's actually no power. <laughs> hey. But there used to, probably used to be power there before. Yeah, you were bound. Yeah, but now you are free. You are free. Amen. Amen. You know? So God is not the problem. He's always the solution. God is not a problem. God is not trying to test you. You know, some people now try to stay far away from God when they go into sin. You know, when she said, God, you are the cause. If it's not because of you, why am I still in it? Why is it still going on? No. God is not testing you with evil. Though he will turn your evil situation around for good, he will turn your struggles around for good. My struggle, I can discuss it with you today because he's turning it around for good. That's what God does. You know, God is the master creator, is the master reinventor. No matter how bad your situation is, he's going to turn it for good. But he's not the problem, please. He's the solution. Don't blame God in, your, in the situation that you're going through and say, God, you're at fault. No, don't do that. Don't. Always run to God because he's the solution. People like to give, you know, all these examples. Eh? Is it not God that did this to Job? Is it not God that? No, God is not the problem. And that's why we talked at the beginning about the beginning. We can see God's plan from the beginning. How he made everything perfect before man disobeyed. That is God's plan. Don't, don't go across the line where you start to say God is the problem. God is never the problem. 
God is the solution. So run to him. Discuss with him. You know, there's one point that I always put up here, you know, and it, it says, it says, it says, um, be sincere. Sometimes you just have to be sincere with God. You have to be sincere with God. That's the truth. Be sincere. God, I did it again. I'm not, I'm not pleased. I'm not happy. Don't go and stay in the camp of those that will say it is cool. It's cool to have a little. It's cool to be, yeah, that. no, don't, don't, don't stay there. Don't, don't do that. Right? So let's talk now. This one is, uh, you know. Big sin, God's sin, and God's love. That's how I term it. Big sin, small sin. You know, so in a bid to feel really good or to feel better in, you know, when we're dealing with some addictions, we try to, you know, make comparisons. Like, and she be my own. She be, I'm just lusting after a woman. I'm not sleeping with her. Eh? My own is good now. Is it not? Me, I'm just smoking. Eh? I'm not killing somebody now. I'm not addicted to killing. My own is good. Right? So we try to, in a bit to feel good, we try to weigh up, you know, the kind of sin we are sinning on a scale, on a level, and say, well, it's better, well, it's good. No. That's not the right thing to do. You know, comparison is one common thing that people with bad habits and addiction seem to do a lot. Try to say my own is better and they downplay their sin. No. God is not comfortable with sin. Right? You know, um, I like to say this. I mean, it's really just clear in scripture. <laughs> But, you know, the Bible says, and you will give him the name Jesus. No, I'm saying this for people that maybe want to feel maybe comfortable with sin or want to give an excuse for sin. He says, was telling, you know, when the name they're going to give Jesus, he said, and you will give him the name Jesus because he will save the world from their sins. Yeah. So the ultimate purpose of Jesus coming was to save the world from sin. Don't ever say that God and sin can be in the same equation. He sent Jesus to take sin away. That was the purpose. They cannot be together in the same place, right? So whether big sin, whether small sin, what matters the most is that the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross of Calvary is sufficient for you and his love has covered you, his blood has covered you. There is no sin that you are going to sin that the blood of Jesus did not cover. He died for, that's why I said it is finished. So don't be busy trying to say, my own is okay. So let me still be managing this now. Let me still know. No, 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 no. God is not comfortable with sin. That's why he wants you out of it. That's why he's you know, walking you through a process out of it. And you will get to the end of it. Right? And there, there, is, there is this thing about, you know, um, the, the, the Mary, you know, the, um, the one that, you know, poured the oil on, on the feet of Jesus. People were judging her. You know, everybody say, ah! If Jesus was a sinner, he would know that this woman, hmm, she's a prostitute now. Shouldn't, shouldn't he know? Well, <laughs> Jesus knew. You know, but people were feeling righteous in their hearts. And that's the issue. Some people, maybe their, their own addiction or their bad habit is just lying. And they feel comfortable with just lies. And they feel like, well, I'm still more righteous than he that. No. Even for those that felt self-righteous, there was a judgment for them in scriptures. Jesus was not pleased. He wasn't. So, there's the concept of big sin, big love, which is those who have sinned so much, they have more love for God because they know God has forgiven them much. But I don't want you to see your own as small or as big. Well, your sin is your sin. Whatever you're going to is what you're going to. But God's love is big enough. So think about God's love and mercy towards you that make you not consumed, that you not give me leprosy, right? And then just pour it back on God and say, God, I just love and I appreciate you. You want to be able to move forward in your work with God with an understanding that God has you covered. Amen.
Amen. All right. So a favorite part, never get comfortable. This one now comes a lot because when you struggle, you struggle for four years, you struggle for five years. And I notice that this happens a lot, even if not with addiction. You have people who maybe they be using glasses all their lives. Yeah. When, when it's time to pray for, you know, things that you want to go, they don't even pray for their eyes again. Oh, but that's how I'm used to. Sorry, did I check someone's table? <clears throat> Let me adjust. Let's put one extra table so that table will not fall down, right? So it happens a lot that you could just get comfortable. It becomes a way of life, right? Mm, I'm seeing chats come. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was someone's table. Yeah. So you know, you just you don't get to that point where you adjust. They say, ah, put your hand on somewhere that something, something. You just see them with their glasses, they'll be looking like this. I'll be like, sorry, can your eyes be healed? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so what does that mean? It's some sort of comfort. It's some form of, oh, well, this is how it is. This is how it will be. Never get comfortable. You see, some people may never get out of those addictions because they become comfortable. They found solace in scriptures. They twisted it, bent it, turned it, and then somehow it's cool now. Yeah, they don't really have to change it anymore. So one thing the enemy wants is for you to lose your sense of identity in Christ. And, you know, you don't need to lose your identity in one day, right? You're a guy, you're a man, you're walking. The devil just needs to start backing. <laughs> Doesn't need to do much for you to lose your sense of identity. You're already backing. Hmm. Small, small. Very soon, you tell someone to come and pet you on your back. Then you'll be on your four legs. It's gradual. You know, so that's what the devil, that's what the Bible says, is to steal, to kill, to destroy. It starts gradually. It doesn't come, just let me destroy him. No, it's little by little. So what comfort does is comfort starts to make you lose a sense, you know, of who you are. Oh, someone placed a hand on the eyes and it got better. Thank you, Lord. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, so the intention of the devil is for you to get so comfortable in your struggles that you no longer see a way out. It brings voices to suit you and think it's not bad. Masturbation is not really bad. Hey, punch, it's not really bad. You know, it's not really going to affect you like that. See? No, you're just drinking, just some smoke, just some puffs. You know, it's not... See, now, let me tell you something. Now, the way you used to smoke now, you smoke one per day, but you smoke every day. Like, you can't stop smoking one every day, but some people do 10 a day. God, your one is okay. Yeah, so these voices come. And it's because sometimes we get tired, we get weary, you know, along the way. But one key thing is to never get comfortable. Never. I mean, even if you ease into doing it, like, that's, you know, do you know that there are some times that you know you're about to do what you're not meant to do and you do it? You know, this one, this one is not from your village. There's nobody. Your village people were sleeping that day. You understand? This one is you. You just say, ah, this, ah, this, are you? that's another thing. You're getting free and your mind also reminds you, you know, and says, ah, guy, you know, it's been a while, Sha. You have tried, but it's been a while. Half an hour, open Twitter. You don't need to go to XXX. <laughs> See, uh, the devil. Wahala. Hmm. You, you, you will be using ways to block yourself. The devil will be opening new doors for you to access what you should not access. It's that bad. Right? But no matter what, even when you find yourself easing into it, don't be comfortable. Don't be comfortable. Right? Don't be. This is important. Though. Please, maybe you come and listen to it again and then think on it. Right? This is key. Stay true to the word of God and prayer. People get free from addictions the normal way. Like, I mean, normal, oh, I went for this, went for that. A normal person can. And, you know, we've talked about how we all have it within us. But as believers, we do not want to lean on our own strength. We don't want to lean on our own capacity. We want to lean on the power of God. And the power of God is only accessible, you know, in the place of prayer, the word of God, and through the spirit of God. 
And so you want to stay true to prayer. You know, in situations like this, when you're done, you may not be able, you may sexual sin, you're feeling guilt, you're feeling everything. You know, that's just an example. Just when sleeping with the guy or the just when sleeping with the girl, the person is on the bed, you will most likely not speak in terms of thank you, Jesus. No. But in that moment, say what to God. God, I just did this again. I'm not proud of it. I know you're walking me through it. I know you will see me through. I trust you. Please help me. Sincere prayers. You need it. You know, and the word of God too helps. Now, I've, I've shown us a couple of scriptures, how God has even taken me through scriptures myself, you know, to come to some level of revelation and understanding. The Bible speaks of how the word of God brings health to our flesh. Literal. You may be reading the Bible, but it's it strengthens you. The Bible says they go from strength to strength, those that appear before Zion. So the place of fellowship, community. Now, let me tell you something. I am free today, but I will tell you that I never left the church. I never stopped listening to God, God's word. I never stopped praying. I never stopped serving. Stop thinking you can do it without God. Stop thinking you can do it in isolation. Stop thinking you can take breaks. People take breaks and they do worse than they've done previously. Be ready to stay true. Be ready to stay don't run. There's always a picture I've seen in church today. I say, if you know me, I don't miss church. <laughs> I don't miss church. Why? That is where deliverance is. God is not my problem. If God is my solution, I must run to him. Spend time with God and in fellowship. In your personal time, don't stop. If you're going to fill the void that you want to have, you want to have that void of addiction, you have to fill it with stuff. Fill it with gospel songs. Fill it with spiritual songs. Listen to Hill song. Listen to Jesus culture. Listen to Better Life. Listen to Maverick City. Read your Bible, audio Bible, physical Bible, phone Bible. Keep going, non-stop. That's how. You know what happens? The Spirit of God cuts these things off. That's this. That's that's why it's the Holy Spirit it makes you holy. Don't get comfortable, right? Don't get comfortable. Okay. So now let's. This we talked about this already. There is power in the Holy Spirit. You know, this is a scripture. You know that says, "Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly." Above all, you ask or think according to the power that works in you. What's the power? The Holy Spirit. There is power in the Holy Spirit. I don't want you thinking that you know God is going to give deliver you through someone, somewhere, something, something. It is going to be through the Holy Spirit. And we love the scripture. It says, To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. Who is that person? God. The Holy Spirit is able to keep you from stumbling. And so you want to lean into him. You want to rest in him. You want to know that, God, I leave it all to you. Your power within me is going to work out everything for me. Right? And the popular one that says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. These are scriptures I want you to be able to come back to. I may not be able to dwell on them because of time, you know. All right. And then this is there's the scripture that says, if Christ is in you, even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. Because if the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he will give life to your mortal bodies because of the Spirit in you. So therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh and to live according to it. Can you remember what I said about walking out? You don't, you're not obliged to the flesh anymore. You're not obliged to continue like that. It's not, it's not, you're not obliged. But if you oblige yourself, I mean, you find yourself there. But now, Scripture itself is telling you, you're not obliged to go on with it any longer. It's not compulsory, right? This one is deep, too. You know, tough. Talk about your little secret. 
It's a little secret, some people may not know, and mostly, you know, quite a number of times. Oh, okay, please, if you give a Bible, particular Bible scripture, as you paraphrase it to help. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah. So, um, talk about your little secret. This one is hard, because quite a number of people, you know, okay, great. Quite a number of people don't, um, they, they find it very hard to come out, you know, and, you know, we already spoke, I also like, like you spoke about loneliness, that journey, don't think you can do it alone. You know, some people will tell me, I say, Victor, you know, the issue I have is I cannot talk to somebody. I don't know who to talk to. I can't talk to somebody I know because they may judge me, right? You could look for someone that is distant, that you've maybe watched their, you know, personality, their, you know, maybe their gospel-centric and all of that, yeah? You can reach out to them. Someone that does not know you doesn't really have expectations of you, yeah? They don't, they may, like, like you don't know Ernest before you message Ernest. Ah, Sam, this one I'm dealing with, da, da, da. He doesn't know you. You cannot expect much of you. He can only encourage you you know, for your joy and progress in the faith, right? So don't bear your burdens alone. Share your struggles and little secrets in the right community with the right people. I have some friends, one of my guys that told me, said, Victor, man, I'm struggling with porn in my marriage, man. I said, wow, that's serious. He told me normally it was not anything. I'm like, wow, I'm praying for you. Is your wife aware? He said, yeah, she's aware. And yeah. So you want to be like that. Why? Because you bring some light in your darkness. Bible says whoever conceals their sins can should not prosper, but the one that confesses and renounces them would find mercy. So please try. You know, it's not a 100% rule that is until you tell somebody, but it helps. It helps in the long run, right? It helps. So you tell someone, I have teenagers that tell me, they are, I have some teenagers that I keep accountable. You know, okay, what's up? Are you dealing with this this week? Did you do it this week? Man, I did it yesterday night. Ah, you know? And so you also want to, you know, evaluate yourself. You want to, you want to, yeah, that's why I said, yeah. You know, you want to have maybe like an inventory. It's not a bad thing. Let me tell you this, yeah? It's not a bad thing to record your progress. It's not a bad thing to say, oh, I've done, I've not lied for five days. Wow, thank you, Jesus. It's, it's a good thing. You know, something that people try to do is with spirituality, we try to take away accountability, metrics. For Jesus to have told disciples, you could not pray with me for one hour. What does that mean? He was looking at the time. <laughs> he was looking at the time. Yeah. You know, so it's important. Okay, I'm seeing some questions as well. So we're wrapping up. <sighs> this is brought peace to my heart. Rest in the love of God. Rest in the love of God. This is this is key. You know, beyond everything, you want to be able to rest in God's love. And you know, like Scripture says, nothing is going to separate us. What can separate us from the love of God? Is it famine? Is it thirst? Is it persecution? Is it addiction? Is it bad habits? What is it? that can separate us from God's love. Nothing can separate you, bro. Nothing can separate you, sis. You can be done, you know, having done that act, you don't see and say, you know, you know, God just loves me. Hey, he just loves me so much. See, God's love for me is more than me. It's not about me. He sent his son to die for me. God loves me. You know, and that's an encouragement. I don't want you to go through your struggles and your situations and you go downcast for the next one week and then the devil can beat you up a bit more. You fall down, you stand up and you go again. God is for me. God is rooting for me. God wants me to do better. God wants me to get better. That's where you want to be. And so, cut it off. This one is your own path. God is going to do his work, but it will require partnership with you and it will require your willingness. In my struggle, you know, with addiction, pornography, so I went the long way. Hmm? I have one of my one of my teenagers right now. He had to install, his internet is the internet that's I think when he receives WhatsApp messages or something like that, it's also a very small bundle. Why? Because he knows if he has extra internet, <laughs> bro, 
we know where he's going, <laughs> you know? And so you want to be able to cut off. That's why I said you have to, you need to take inventory. Look inwards, what, what is the pattern like? What are my triggers? Some people is some films. If you need to cut off Netflix, cut it off. If you know you like those sexual series, cut it off. You know, anything that is triggering you, you must know. It's your responsibility because, as I said, you don't want to be comfortable, right? So you have to evaluate your situation and find out your triggers. You need to get to the source of it and forcefully get rid of it. You may need to stay off the internet. Know what it is, you know. And as I said here, question your habits and addictions will always ask you, is how serious are you about getting rid of me? Are you serious? Are you really serious about this thing? Are you serious you don't want me? And your answer must be, don't try me, man. I'm willing to go to every length, any length. Some people, you know, buy, you know, I know someone that, you know, really just puts up all these browsers, all these things. Some people of you have to be your friends. They give you all these vibes, sexual vibes. Oh, that boy hurt, you know. You don't have to do everything with it. Yeah. Anything, cut it, cut it, my sister, my brother. If you are serious, cut it off. It's your responsibility. God is not doing spiritual going to fall and just do everything for you. Some of us require the mind process so that when we are free, we know the pillars to hold so that we don't go back. Sometimes when you just go out, you don't even know what God has done for you. But God wants you to go through that process in dealing with that habit. You know? So as I said, appreciate the small wins. Always remind yourself that you are a work in progress. Yes, right, right at the end. You're a work in progress. Celebrate the things you do right. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You may look at yourself as doing, I'm doing so many wrong things. What are the right things you're doing? You know, look back and be grateful on the progress you're seeing. Your restoration is on the horizon. You must be willing to get up and try again in the face of disappointment. Rise up. And the final one is that comfort others too. Comfort others too. That is what I'm doing. The scripture I love, it says, Blessed be the God of all comforts who comforts us so that we might comfort others with the comfort which we have been comforted by, right? So it's a long cycle of comfort, right? God is comforting you, so you can comfort someone with the comfort God comforted you with. That person will comfort someone with the comfort God comforted someone with. So comfort others too. Don't be judgmental. Be a safe place for people who share with you. Be prayerful for people. Let, you know, keep people accountable. And it really helps in the long run. You know, so it's my prayer for you. That on your journey, God sees you through the process of healing. Your mind, you know, is alert. Your spirit is alert, you know, and you can see the benefits of being free, you know, of addictions. And I really pray for you that in no time you are free and you will be able to share your testimony. And I really just want to encourage you, stay positive. God is on your matter. And in a short time, trust me, you're going to just be like, well, you can just just about that. Look back and that's it. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. Amen. Really appreciate. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Victory. We Thank you. I hope this was a blessing. I don't I can't I can't I can't say more than that. It was more than a blessing. It was more than a blessing. Thank you so much. I mean, Thank I hope you, so. you took points. I took hope you took um, a lot of the things that we learned today. You know, I've shared my story with most of you if you've followed so far. And, and I could relate to almost everything that Victory was saying. There is a process. You need to get started on that process right now, knowing that God is in you. God loves you. God is working in you both to will and to do yeah. of his good pleasure. Don't stop. Don't give up. There's the, the devil wants to get to you and mess up your testimony, but don't stop fighting, all right? So from all of us here at Bible Marathon, I want to say thank you. You know, we love you, you so, so much. much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to this recording. 
We hope this session was a blessing to you as it was for us. If you'd like to be an active part of Bible Marathon, maybe join in live on our Sunday sessions, be part of the WhatsApp group, or would just like to know more about the Bible Marathon project, visit our website bit.ly slash bmglive4 for more details. That's bit.ly slash bmglive4 for more details. We pray you stay blessed, experiencing progress and joy in your faith.